0: Good and welcome to Kings at Home Daily this morning. Welcome from me, Golf, and uh, welcome to a new series. We finished that lovely little book of Ruth last week, and this week we're starting a new series. And I've decided to go for another Old Testament book, the book of Nehemiah. Um, now, let me just tell you a bit little, little about Nehemiah. Of course, it's it's uh, it, tucked in your Bibles, Kings, Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah. Uh, that's if, if you're looking for it right now um, But before I get into any details As we always do, let's pray Commit these few moments to the Lord this morning Oh Lord, how important it is Not just to rush into things To rush into a new day without stopping And asking for your help Your prodding, your leading, Your your guiding Lord, we ought to honour you in everything we do. Come and speak to us now as we start this new series. We open your word. Would you come and speak to us, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, Nehemiah. Um, let me, I'll read you a few verses first, and then I'll explain where the setting of this, of this lovely book. The words of Nehemiah, son of Hakaliah, in the month of Kislev, in the twen- in the twentieth uh, year, while I was in the citadel of Susa, Hanai, one of my sorry, in Susa, Han and I, one of my brothers, came from Judah with some other men, and I questioned them about the Jewish remnant who had survived the exile, and also about Jerusalem. Okay, so um, the setting is the end of the exile. You remember the kings; the period of the kings came to an end. Um, because of the disobedience of Israel, uh, they were carried off to to Babylon. Uh, Absolutely, I mean, tragic, tragic. The temple is 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 is, is, is kind of well, is ransacked, is ransacked, and the the silver ornaments taken away, and along with the people, those that weren't weren't hadn't been killed. And so, a very low point in Israel's history and the prophets of course had prophesied that that there'd be this exile of 70 years I guess that's kind of a generation um but then there would be a return there would be a rebuilding there would be uh, a future as there always is for the people of God and so Nehemiah he's at Susa that's somewhere near, near near Babylon it's another city there I think it was the king's summer residence um and uh, we'll, we'll 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 find out a bit about him, a bit more about him in a moment. But first of all, his name, his name, Nehemiah. Um, Nehemiah. There's it, it, two parts to that word. The, the first part, Nehemiah, it, it, it's kind of the consolation of God. The, the 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 Hebrew is literally a a sigh, a big it's like a sigh. Oh, the consolation. And um, at the end of the word, there's the. There's the the God word Yah, a bit of the bit of the word Yahweh Yah, which is God. So it's the sigh of God, the consolation of God. God saying, Oh, I'm I'm wanting to do something here. At least that's that's how I'm interpreting it. And so it's this period of rebuilding. Um, Ezra, you, we all, Ezra and Nehemiah. Those books go together. Ezra had already gone back. Uh, I don't know 12 years or so earlier and they'd begun to rebuild the temple um, but it was slow progress and, and it, it, it's got it's sort of got discouraged and, and it had stopped and the walls of the of the city needed rebuilding the city needed rebuilding the uh, there's wonderful imagery here the the company of the people of God needed rebuilding and that was going to be Nehemiah's task going back to rally the troops troops and bring a fresh sense of, of, of vision and uh, uh, focus to their labours. Okay, so Nehemiah, it's all about rebuilding. And um, we're going to be looking at that both from a, a corporate sense. It says a lot about the church because, of course, Jerusalem uh, its a place where, the, where God's name dwelt. It, it, it was the, it, it, his name would, would, would abide there forever. The prophetic words were saying God's name was abiding there, and God's presence was there, the temple that's where God's presence had been known and enjoyed. And and Jerusalem was the sort of the the focus, the center of the company of the people of God. Yes, there was the promised land, but Jerusalem was the place, it was the place of pilgrimage let's go up to the house of the Lord, it's the place of gathering as the churches. A place where God's presence is known, as is true with the church. So lots of similarities. It's what the Bible calls a type. There's lots of types. We read about Adam. I think it's in Romans, which chapter? Of Romans speaks about Adam being a type of Christ. He was the first of a new uh, generate, a new, a new uh, of a new people. Jesus, risen, ascended, glorified, the first of many. Okay, so types. That's what we have in the Bible. Type, as in a, um, a, a, a sort of a, a stamp. A, you know, if you, you you can turn out lots of things the same with a with a stamp, a type. Um, and near my Jerusalem is a type of the people of God, the church, and that's what we're going to be speaking about. I think we can also look at it on a personal level, personal restoration. Um, you know, we we can all get stale and and we can lose our way and and so as we go through this book we're going to be speaking about the church the restoration God's plans for his church and we'll be looking about personal restoration how we can and often need to be restored okay so it's a really exciting book and this this character Nehemiah think of the consolation of God the sigh of God oh my people oh and uh, uh, his uh, passion For his people, we're going to find out. Nimai is quite a passionate chap. (laughs) He's he's not a mouse, Um, and so something of the heart of God comes through. Uh, Of course, he's not perfect, um, but he's a he. Again, he's a type. Okay, Um, in a sense, he's a type of Christ. I will build my church. Okay, so. Um, these are the types are the, the, the Old Testament. They're, they're little sort of cameos, pictures that help us to understand the purposes of God's redemp- redemption, the redeeming purposes of God. So I hope you're you're going to stick with me as we go through Nehemiah. It's a really it's full of action. It's very practical, and we find uh, some. As I say, we're going to find some things that are really going to encourage us individually and as a church family. That okay, so that's this is the book of Nehemiah. So the words of Nehemiah. We don't know much more about him. That, that's it. He, he's just straight on the on, on the page, verse one, and we're in, and we're told of the time it was and where he is. And he heard news back from uh, from Judah, from I one of his brothers, came to, and he questioned them about the Jewish remnant who had survived the exile. They'd been allowed to go back. Um, many obviously hadn't, Nehemiah hadn't, why? I don't know. Perhaps he was too young when the first batch went, when Ezra, 12 or so years ago, when Ezra and Co go, maybe he was a bit young, whatever. He hadn't gone down then. So here, he, he, this is now his moment. They said to me, those who survived the exile and are back in the province, this is verse 3, are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. Now, there's times when the church is like that, isn't it? The wars, when uh, the, the, those who survived, they're in great trouble and disgrace. They, they, they were in great need. We sometimes, in our lives as Christians, might go through times like that. I look back over my Christian life, some of those early days, um, just a bit, not not as strong as I want it to be and, and so on. So there's this a you know, place of weakness, a place of, place of vulnerability, let's put it like that. That's what was going on here. And then it says this: when I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. <laughs> oh, isn't that lovely? I, I, I love that. When I heard this, th- my time is nearly gone, I sat down and wept. God's working. God's working you know whenever before any significant move of God God is already at work preparing hearts bringing a sense of need maybe you've got a sense of need oh God oh that you would move oh God or maybe personally God I need you in my life praise God this is a wonderful thing it means that God is on the move don't despair if you're feeling like that if you're feeling a bit desperate Praise God, in a sense, because it means that God is stirring. He's wanting to do something. And as we look at the church now, we might think, oh, God in this nation, oh, we're longing more and more for you to do something. Be encouraged because it means that God is stirring. He's wanting to do something and he's preparing us with a longing. And that's what's going on here. He mourned and he fasted before the God of heaven. I love that. God of heaven. I'll come back to it tomorrow because my time has gone. Lord, I thank you. You're the God of heaven. You're not... Lord, you're glorious. You're magnificent. You reign over all. Heaven is your throne. Earth is your footstool. Lord, we want our hearts to be warmed by your word in these days. And Lord, I pray for us. I pray for everyone watching this morning. Lord, if you... Lord, whatever, whatever I pray you would, be, you would be warming our hearts for your purposes in our lives. Lord, maybe there's longings in our lives, in our hearts, that you're stirring up at this time. Lord, teach us to be like Nehemiah and turn them into prayers. Turn them into expressions of asking and longing and reaching out to you. So Lord, go with us today. We want to be used by you. We want you to be speaking to us as we walk through today. Go with us, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless. Sorry, Overshot. Have a great day and I'll be back here tomorrow. Bye now.